Welcome to the Carney Business Spotlight on 102.7 KPGZ. Each week, we'll be talking with our business neighbors about their professions and their impact in the community. And now, here's the hosts of Carney Business Spotlight, Mike Davis and Jim Dickerson. And welcome to the Carney Business Spotlight. I'm your host, Mike Davis. I'm in studio today with Chris Kovac. Chris is the founder of River Watch Beef, one of our very, very good sponsors, among many, here at the radio station, 102.7 FM. And River Watch Beef is a local beef producer. Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here today. When you talk about beef and, and cattle ranching, a guy wants to think about uh, living out in the open spaces and the, the uh, rich history of the American West and cowboys taking cattle to market and so forth. You can, I can see the dust, smell the dust, hear the footsteps of the cattle being brought to market. Tell me if that is still part of the way that uh, that this thing plays out. Absolutely. I, I did wear my good boots today All right. in the studio so, <laughs> to impress. Um, yeah, I... My background's actually in marketing, and so uh, our family's been raising grass-fed beef for about the last 12 years or so. So during my vacations, uh, uh, when I had an office job, I would go out and help work the animals. Uh, we raise our animals in eastern Colorado as well as Wyandotte County on the Kansas side and uh, would go out there and, and try to work the animals. I, I say try because I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> and uh, I really got to learn about how people uh, produce beef and and that there's a better way to do it, meaning families helping families. And so we did that for about 10 years. And uh, a little over two years ago, I took the plunge and uh, we decided to sell our beef direct to the consumer, whether that be delivering it to them. Um, we're starting to be in some local stores as well as some restaurants. So uh, like I said, we've been in business for a little over two years and we actually do work the cattle um, uh wipe the dust off right. and uh, truck them to the butcher. Everything's mm-hmm. family-owned, family processor, right. and uh, my dad and I delivered the beef right to your doorstep. That is fantastic. Uh, and as one who has sampled, uh, well, not only the, the, the beef, I, I, well, I guess it, it's all beef, but uh, I had, uh, you have some really good, uh, tasty jerky, as I, as I recall, in a couple, couple of different flavors now. We do. We have three flavors. Mm-hmm. We actually sold out in, I think, early December, so it became very popular. Right. It was a test batch, so we've got teriyaki. We've got my personal favorite, which is the sweet peppered, right. which is a little bit sweet and that smoky. Was, that's the one that I like. Yep. And then mild, so our jerky is 100% natural. Mm-hmm. Our mild jerky has um, four ingredients, <laughs> so no additives, nothing like that. And uh, we're actually getting another batch processed and should have it ready. So the jerky was something that my dad had wanted to do for a long time, mm-hmm. and we used some old family recipes, oh. not not from ours, uh-huh. but from uh, the family uh, processor that we work with, right. and it, people seemed to love it. Well, uh, uh, this people loved it very much. I sent some to my grandkids. They're, they're big fans of jerky, and I sent some to them, and they just absolutely loved it, too. Uh, I, I will say my wife and I have enjoyed the burger which uh, you have rated as 85%. Uh, 85 to 90% okay. lean. And I, I can tell you that my personal experience is that as we have cooked it and used it for a variety of things, uh, including just a you know in-the-pan burger patty, uh, 
uh, there is precious little fat in, yes, sir. in this burger. And uh, I, I, I can compare it to uh, the, I guess, 90% lean that I buy from a, a local grocery store. And uh, it's it looks as lean or more lean. I, I almost feel like, frankly, that I need to add fat to it. Some people do do that. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are looking for a leaner product. So mm-hmm. our ground beef is, we do it differently for a couple different reasons. One is it's dry age 21 days. Mm. And when you dry age the meat, what happens is uh, the enzymes, it breaks down uh, the, the connective tissue and it makes the beef a lot more flavorful. It also makes it uh, tender right, and, and more beefy flavors yes. kind of the way that we describe it. Which I've noticed. Yeah. So some of that fat is actually redistributed and it's more of kind of like... Uh, it, within the meat, not um, what you would find at a local grocery store. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so you have to cook grass-fed beef a little bit differently. Right. And so a lot of people at the normal grocery store beef will, will throw it on high heat and oh, they'll yeah. kind of blast it. Right. And so we recommend people to turn down the heat a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so that way you're getting the flavor of the meat from the natural grasses it right. eats and, and less from the fat. And actually people complain that, well, there's not enough fat uh, well, I shouldn't say complain, but but they're looking for that fat and saying, well, I'm missing flavor right. when not having the fat. And because of the quality of meat, we use only premium cuts for our ground beef. And so that's where you get the flavor versus artificial corn fat. No doubt. We're visiting with Chris Kovac today. He's the owner and founder of Riverwatch Beef. And if you want to visit their website, it's riverwatchbeef.com. And uh, there's all manner of uh, different kinds of cuts and products, uh, high-quality meats uh, that you can have delivered directly to your door. In fact, if you're if you're as fortunate as I am, Chris may personally deliver your order. Uh, walk walk right up, ring the doorbell, and say, "Here's your beef. Here's the beef." We do, and we appreciate knowing our customers, and we like to have one-on-one relationships. So uh, I'm currently doing all the delivery, so you will see my yeah. uh, my face. And, um, you know, building a bond with folks that used to be able to get some beef from a family farmer that they knew they may have been neighbors with, and they don't have access anymore. And a lot of my customers... Uh, tend to grew up rurally and they may be in their fifties and sixties and they're Mm kind of looking for that natural meat and uh, being able to deliver it. And a lot of folks may not be able to get out of the house. Um, They may have some health issues. So Mm -hmm. it's important to us to be able to deliver the best quality meat possible. Uh, We actually do free delivery as well. Um, So we want to make it easy to to have access to quality meat. Well, indeed you do. One of the things I wanted to point out too, when you were talking about the extremely lean lean ground beef. Um, It reminds me a lot for those of us who have done any hunting at all or eaten any wild game, uh, particularly deer, uh, elk, and and some of the other uh, four-legged critters out there. Uh, They just aren't raised uh, in such a manner that there's much fat at all on their bodies. And I think uh, I would would agree the way that you cook that particular uh, type of meat is way different than a, let's say, an 85% lean store-bought hamburger. Absolutely. Uh, The grass-fed cattle um, 
have the same diet as deer and elk and and those types of animals. So uh, a lot of the times folks will get more of a natural taste uh-huh. from grass-fed beef, almost like that natural taste from venison right. or, or an elk. And so they basically have the same diet. They're running around. Right. These animals get to eat the most nutritious grasses. Uh, so they're, they're very picky in what they eat. So mm-hmm. they're always eating the most healthy things that they can eat. Right. And therefore, you're, you're getting that um, outcome in the meat. Right. In other words, it's got more antioxidant vitamins. It's got more heart-healthy omega-3s. It's got more minerals because of that diet versus most of the beef raised uh, in the United States is finished off finished with corn and other additives. And so that erodes all of that nutritional value in the meat. So we get a lot of hunters uh, when they're cooking up steaks, especially that said, you know, it cooks a lot like venison and and you want to have that medium rare temperature. Uh, it's almost like wild salmon too. You, right. you don't want to overcook it because it, it doesn't, you know. Oh, overcooked anything is not anything I try to do or I try. Let me put it this way. I avoid, avoid it at all costs. Exactly right. When you talk about antioxidant vitamins, it's interesting when I hear a thing like that, I, I'm thinking of, wait a minute, that's that's just the sort of thing you read on a the label of a power bar or something like that. I'm thinking of Antioxidant vitamins and meat? Wait a minute. Tell me about that. Absolutely. So, again, it, it goes back to the the diet that the animals are eating. And that was an epiphany for me that all meat is not equal. And there can be up to 500% more vitamin E in grass-fed beef versus beef that's finished on corn. You can actually see it in the color of the meat. Uh, More vitamin E means it'll be a brighter red color. Okay, it's almost like natural salmon. You get that bright orange oh, versus yeah. farm-raised. It's a little bit pale. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> Likewise. And uh, and so that's one of the ways that you can, just by looking at the meat, you can tell that it has more nutritional value. And in addition, uh, A, vitamin B12, um, and it's a great source of vitamins that most people don't realize. Right, uh, right here on their website. In fact, it says, uh, as, as you pointed out, vitamins A, B6, B12, D and E. Antioxidant vitamins are beneficial because they offer skin health, immune support, and can even impact your memory and mood. Wait a minute. Uh, I have trouble with both of those at times. Uh, I will tell you this, too. I'm looking here at number three, and we're talking about omega-3 fatty acids. Again, uh, gosh, I take an omega-3 supplement. For so crying do out I. loud, why don't I just eat beef all day long? Well, I... I- I think doing both at the same time would, would provide the most benefits. But yes, there are, for grass-fed beef, uh, there are a lot of heart-healthy omega-3s. Um, in Kansas, Colorado, and Missouri, you know, there's different types of grasses in different parts of the country. Yeah. And kind of the the eastern plains off of the mountains, um, you get certain types of grasses that are just naturally high in these types of vitamins. Isn't that funny? Who would have thought that? I I would have never guessed. And what my dad was telling me was the original buffalo migration routes that they would settle in this area to eat the most nutritious grasses before they ran up and down, you know, from Canada or down to uh, Mexico. Yes. And and so the animals intuitively know that this is better stuff. stuff, Right. right. And we just happen to be in that area, and so we get that payoff with with those types of vitamins. So that is, uh, it truly is, they are native grasses. You know, you you talk about letting a lot of these places along highways now, are, are allowing native grasses to come back just 
because it's it's good for the environment. That's right. And I'm glad you brought up the environmental aspect because mm-hmm. a lot of the times we don't, you can't irrigate uh, the, the natural grasslands where these grasses are because there's water rights and there's other issues. Mm-hmm. And so you can't farm this ground. And it's very important to have animals like cattle and other animals be able to sustainably manage that land and the outcome is you you get a better beef quality so and they they also uh, help the ecosystem, right? Okay, by putting the minerals back, right? And because of the free range, and they're able to kind of go, they migrate wherever they want to go, and so they're sure. not sitting in one spot and just eating the heck out of that ground. Yeah, so it, it is a very sustainable model. Yeah, uh, I've I've seen uh, how quickly horses can cover uh, oh, yeah. an, an acre. And, and pretty much just mow it down. Uh, they do. They eat it yeah. right down to the dirt. And uh, water is very important, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it can take that prairie years and years and years to, to come to, back to if recover. it's overgrazed. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. So management's very important. Very cool. Um, and, uh, you know, interesting that you mentioned that, too, um, as know, knowing that we've had a, a winter of a good deal of snow. And I would think that in eastern Kansas and the— and in the high country of Colorado, there's going to be a lot more snow than we'd probably see in, in other places in the country. What do these poor animals do? How do you manage that when, when there's a foot of snow on the ground? Well, you get cold and dirty and, and, <laughs> and go take care of them. So, uh, you know, that's a good problem to have. As everyone knows, we've been under drought situations in this part of the country mm-hmm. for a long time. And uh, about four or five years ago, we actually didn't run any animals for a couple of years to try to allow the, the pasture to come back. Oh, wow. And so the reason why we have Colorado and Kansas is for drought, mm-hmm. because we were kind of uh, hoping that, okay, if one area like say Colorado's in drought, that we could migrate our animals here, and hopefully the water would be a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So uh, we go wherever the water leads I us. See. And so in, in bad winters like this, mm-hmm. and luckily we're getting a lot of snow, what we have to do is uh, go take a, um, a big truck and load it up with about 10,000 pounds of hay. Right. Uh, and for people that, most people are probably familiar with hay, but all hay is is the natural grasses in our pasture, and we get a, a tractor out there, and it bales them up. It, it's been mowed and put in a great big roll. That's yeah, right. Or a bale. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's, and so right. what we do is we, we have some storage for lean times, mm-hmm. and uh, we actually have to go break it out with a sledgehammer oh, yeah. and pitchfork it out yeah. and to feed about 150 animals. So uh, we just did that recently, uh-huh. and, it, and it's no fun, but the animals, they didn't have access to anything to eat, and right. so even the bulls yeah. were getting a together eating out of the same pile. <laughs> yeah. That's how hungry they were. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of folks, especially in bigger operations, they won't take care of their animals and they may dump some hay somewhere. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we take great pride in making sure that our animals are raised in the best possible way. Right. And we want to make sure they don't go hungry. And, and there's an... Uh, in addition to that, making sure that they have fresh water is very important. Uh, they need to drink, my understanding is about 20 to 30 gallons of fresh water a day to help their diet. Wow. And if they don't have that, they can get sick very quickly. Oh so the stock tanks will freeze mm-hmm. and there'll be four or five inches of, of ice. So right. we've got to take a sledgehammer, break the ice, shovel it out to make sure that they have access. And, and when it's cold, you would do that every day. This is a uh, this is not a low maintenance operation. You think grass fed beef? You put 
put a few cows out there and let them have, That's you know, right. there you go. I'll see you later. And uh, it's not like that at all. No, I'm learning more every day. Mm-hmm. And, and luckily we have friends and uh, family and neighbors who help us out. So right. if we're traveling or if we're, you know, doing other things that we help them or maybe they'll, they'll put some hay out and then we'll do that. We'll reciprocate that uh, when they're in need. So it's a very family centric families, helping families, because uh, that's the only way to manage cattle. Right. Uh, in fact, you have a blog post about that, Chris, on riverwatchbeef.com, and you can go to the link that says Our Story. And uh, I beg your pardon, there is a blog link um, on riverwatchbeef.com, and uh, it talks about highlighting families behind the grass-fed beef. And uh, there's a wonderful photograph on here of, uh, it looks like, about four generations of well, these are cowboys right here. Yes, sir. And we're looking at the back side of these cowboys, but there's no doubt about it. They have got on the chaps and the hats, and it's a beautiful blue, uh, what I would imagine to be eastern Colorado or a Colorado blue sky. It is. And the reason why I took that picture, and, uh-huh. you know, cowboys don't really like to take selfies. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand that. Yes, sir. So, um, it was in, and in that picture, there's a, I think a four or five year old and right. he's climbing the fence and yep, there's his dad, right yep. uh, my dad's in the far he, left. Yep. Uh, I, our, I, yeah. Go ahead. Our neighbor's right in the middle. And, and so this young man, uh, who's probably right at five, he was on a horse working cattle better than me. I mean, <laughs> and he was so natural and, yeah. and it's so amazing how, you know, some people don't take to, to the work and the ranching, but sure. a lot of people embrace it. And luckily, because they're the people that are, that are producing our food and will continue to do so. Right. It doesn't just show generation. up in the grocery store uh, in, meat in, counter. Yes. Right. In a nice one pound increment. <laughs> and so the way that it works is when we work cattle, uh, it tends to take about 10 or 15 people to get on horseback and to kind of group them up. Well, these folks, we start at five or six in the morning, uh, sometimes early. They have to drive an hour or two. Wow. And so that's the, a commitment. Oh, it is. And to load up their horses right. and all these things. And in return, um, all they ask for is breakfast and lunch. And the lunch doesn't even have to be hot, you know, because oh oftentimes, you know, we're coming right from the field. So it's that family centric, you know, it, it's all about the families, both from raising the animals right. and to the families where we're putting food on the table. So that's yes. very important to us. Well, and uh, it, it shows here, and I think uh, I would recommend to anybody just to uh, get a sense of exactly what you're talking about here on the this this particular blog post is highlighting families behind our grass-fed beef. And uh, again, uh, visiting today with Chris Kovac, the owner and uh, founder of Riverwatchbeef.com, Riverwatch Beef. And of course, you can order Riverwatch Beef from Riverwatchbeef.com. Uh, I also wanted to point out that you have uh, a coupon on the 102.7 FM coupon page, and that would be 1027fm.rocks slash coupons and click on the Riverwatch Beef logo and you will find a quite generous discount 
uh, on uh, pretty much anything uh, that you want to order from uh, from Riverwatch Beef. Am it, I right? It is. It's the best deal that we have going right now. And the reason why is we, we want to break down the barriers for people to have quality food. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes, if you're you know at the grocery store, people are, or you know the the producers or or the stores asking for a significant premium, right? And it can be very very expensive. Mm-hmm. And so we want to break down barriers and right. also support the community. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's why we have that, that coupon. Right. Uh, I, I guess it's fair to mention um, you're up against some pretty stiff competition. I know there's, uh, there's some local companies. There's a local company that I think just about anybody that has ever ordered beef online uh, knows who we're talking about. There's, uh, there's another one. Uh, in uh, in the state of Nebraska, that I think others are, are folks are certainly familiar with. Um, I, I know uh, anybody that's in business has to be aware of where you're positioned uh, amongst your competition. Look, competition is a good thing. It's a uh, it, it's you know it's what we do in business. It's what it's what keeps prices uh, reasonable because we're all fighting against each other to do a little bit better, to have a better product. Uh, and hopefully keep it cheaper. How do you stack up? How does Riverwatch Beef stack up against the competition? And uh, talk to me a little bit about that. Well, it, there's certainly a lot of competition. Um, international companies have been buying up uh, American beef companies for the last several years. And my understanding is uh, a majority of beef produced in the United States is actually owned by international corporations. Oh, yeah. And and they've changed the labeling laws that they can bring in live animals or even carcasses from mm-hmm. other countries. And as soon as it comes into the United States, it's a product of the USA. Ah. So what's happening is, is there's a lot of mislabeling mm-hmm. of beef and grass-fed beef. Right. Uh, and that's kind of the next evolution of, of the bigger competition is right. they're claiming that their beef is 100% grass-fed beef when... It's not. And so for people out there and they're thinking, well, don't cattle eat grass? And, you know, isn't that their diet? It is. But the last, it could be six months, it could be a year, the bigger companies are putting them into a concentrated feed yard, feeding them corn. Uh, They can feed them food waste such as Skittles and Twinkies. Literally. Literally, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. As well as other additives and hormones. So, you know, the deck is kind of stacked against us because they're doing that to put artificial fat on the animals so that they can get more money. At the last minute, right. Right. Mm -hmm. And so our focus, kind of going back to the family, is doing it the old-fashioned way Uh and and, um, being transparent in how we raise our animals and we actually right. get a lot of customers and they're asking us well how are you finishing your cows are yes. they on corn and so the the consumers the customers are becoming more knowledgeable and those are the people that we want to target right um well i know i was going to say that I, I think that is uh it's a distinct advantage um that i think a smaller company like yours has over some of the larger uh you know major producers i mean numbers make a difference uh, when you when you're when you're raising cattle is that right absolutely and one of our other challenges is getting the word out because there's so many competitors and there's all kinds of of startups on the east and west coast who are trying to do this right and so there's a lot of of chatter about grass-fed beef and Mm -hmm. so how do we 
uh, get the word out mm-hmm. uh, about this. And, um, it, and that's been a struggle for us. Some of our competitors, like a Blue Apron, uh-huh. they can spend $480 to acquire one customer. Yeah, And so, in other words, you have the bigger companies who yes. are willing to be very aggressive to try to put family producers out of business. Right. And that's one of the strongest reasons that we did this. And so our goal is to, you know, we're producing our own beef, but to uh, become a broader co-op mm-hmm. and to work with our friends and neighbors, both in Kansas and Colorado and Missouri, that are raising beef the same way that we can all go to market together and mm-hmm. we can all kind of battle against these outside forces right. while still maintaining the the quality of the product right. and a reasonable price point. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at, uh, I'm on riverwatchbeef.com and I'm looking at the grass-fed beef steak guide. <laughs> and I'm, we're looking at filet mignons, we're looking at ribeye strips, uh, we got a T-bone, sirloin, and a flank. Uh, and I noticed under strip steak, and this is something that always has confused me, there's a New York strip and a KC strip. And you mentioned here on the website that they are essentially the same cut. Why on earth would we want to buy a New York New York strip here in Kansas City? Yes, there used to be a commercial, I think, for a uh, a salsa company. New York, get a rope. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah, get a rope. <laughs> and that was from uh, the butchers, and everyone right. kind of had their regional cuts, and uh-huh. so they kind of claim that. And Kansas City's been a, a big beef uh, producer and butcher for for. Uh, over a hundred years. Well, so. call me a fool, but I don't see too many uh, cattle operations in New York City. I should hope not. <laughs> Kansas City Strip just sounds more authentic. It, it is, and I, I think that there 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 could be a slight difference with having one strip of fat versus two. I oh, think was really? the original, but uh-huh. anymore people are there's no difference. Now. So. I, We'd like to say Kansas City State. I love to say Kansas strip. City Strip. Exactly right. I'm looking, uh, Chris, at the uh, the photo you have of the strip steak, and man, other than that edge of beef, uh, I'm sorry, edge of fat along the beef, it is absolutely. It, it is almost fat free. It it looks fat free. So part of that is because of the dry aging. Uh huh. Okay. So uh, a lot of the 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 fat content would be kind of absorbed in the meat. So there is fat in there. Uh, it's I would say a delicate fat. Right. And it, it's it's little slivers, mm-hmm. and so you'll get it in the taste. And we do have a lot of folks that say that looks pretty darn lean. Right. Uh, you know, we need some fat. Uh huh. And so we're actually working to add a little bit more fat content. In other words, um, putting them on the on the hay a little bit longer, getting them a little bit fatter. But well, I don't look at it as a, as a. I mean, frankly, I don't view it as a downside. I mean, to me, in fact, I saw it earlier here on the website where we're looking at all of the the health benefits. You think the health benefits of a steak? Wait a minute, it's a health food. All of a sudden, uh, I noticed you you said that it you actually have fewer calories in in your grass fed beef. We do. Uh, it tends to have about thirty percent less total fat. How about that? It's got less bad fat, uh-huh. and then more good fat. Right. A- it, a- what is it? HDL versus LDL? That's yeah. right. Yeah. And it's got more good cholesterol, less bad cholesterol, and that goes back to the diet and well, the way that the animals metabolize. It. I need to be eating this every day. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm convinced we can make that happen. <laughs> I'm sure you could. And how could you make that happen, Chris? How, how can folks order from Riverwatch Beef? 
Uh, there's a couple ways that you can order from us, as you mentioned a couple times. Uh, our website is riverwatchbeef.com. And we've got a number of different packages available. You can also create your own custom box. Uh, Mike, you can also give us a call on our 800 number, yeah. which is one 800 373 And uh, I, I answer the phone. We don't have any fancy call centers. That's awesome. <laughs> so what we do is when folks call us, we really want to help get the cuts that they want. And, right. so, and so our competitors typically throw a bunch of different stuff in a box, and you may not be familiar with an arm roast or how to cook it. And so even in packages, we're able to kind of trade out or customize those packages. So if you want more ground beef and stew meat versus short ribs and soup bones. Uh, so we kind of act as a concierge uh, yeah. when you call and, right. and then we'll put together a custom package for you and give, give you your give you our best price. So uh, knowing that uh, if I call or if anybody, if any of our listening audience calls, they're in all likelihood, they're going to be talking to you. Oh, they will be talking to me. Right. And uh, if you mention that you heard us on the radio, yeah. uh, we'd really appreciate that. And, and it sure. goes back to the community that we want to be an asset for the community to, to give folks what they want, right. when they want it, at a reasonable price point. I think that's right. I, I, I can tell you, as a customer, uh, the, the price point is highly competitive. And um, the, the taste and, obviously, the health value uh, is, uh, is, is really way up there. So uh, my sense is uh, give you it, it. You know, I just I can't recommend it highly enough that uh, if, if you haven't, uh, I would suggest uh, place an order. With Riverwatch beef, I think there's, uh, you know, try it and just kind of see what, you know, find out what I found out, not to mention uh, a number of customers who have left uh, right here on the website some really glowing endorsements of, uh, of, of what they've found with from Riverwatch beef. We've been fortunate. Uh, almost all of our customers say that this is some of the best beef that they've had in their life, which is pleasantly surprising. <laughs> yeah. um, wouldn't necessarily, I mean, that was our goal, but right. it, it's not that easy. And if you look on our Facebook reviews and on the Google, yes. I think we have over 35 five-star reviews. We have a 100% five-star rating, and that's our goal, that it's all about service and quality. Right. I, I just, uh, yeah, I, I can't uh, tell you how much I appreciate having you here, Chris. I know uh, I can't do this alone, but when you find a company uh, that you're, you've been completely satisfied with and, uh, and that everything that you say, you, Chris, have said about Riverwatch beef is true, and uh, my taste buds would agree. It is just wonderful. And uh, I, would, uh, I would really challenge everybody, give them, give them a shot. Go to riverwatchbeef.com or give them the 800 number again, Chris. It's one 800 373 Five two one zero, and when you call, you will be talking to me. Outstanding. We've been visiting today with Chris Kovac. He's the owner and founder of Riverwatch Beef. You can go to riverwatchbeef.com or call him at the 800 number that he just mentioned. Thank you so much for being with us today on the Carney Business Spotlight. Chris, it was so, so good to talk to you. Well, thank you, Mike. And I do want to give a shout-out to my dad who couldn't be here, but uh, he's kind of the cowboy that's making sure that we're producing the quality beef. So thank you, Dad. You, uh, his name's Pete. Right on. You and I know uh, I've known Pete for years. I met Pete uh, back in the early 80s and a uh, terrific individual. Really, really uh, thanks so much, Pete, for, uh, for starting up this company because 
Uh, I think it's been a tremendous success, I, and I wish you all the best. Thanks again for being with us today on the Carney Business Spotlight. We'll see you next week. <laughs>